Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Welcome back to Talkville, folks. Episode two, season three. Uh, we are do 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 do. What's that? Let's from? go. What? Moving Bro. right along, the Muppets. Moving right along, the fancy things. You ever hear my Kermit? Uh, hey there, Fuzzy Bear here. Uh, hey there, <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. How was welcome it? to? Can he? Can Kermit say welcome back to Talkville? Hello, and welcome back to Talkville. How was that? Shitty. It's pretty good. You work on it. It's not. It's not. I'm working on Morgan Freeman too. Well, welcome back to Talkville. Looks like we've got another show today. No, no, that wasn't good. (laughs) Who gives a shit? All right. All right. Look, let's get it going. uh, Socials at Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. At Talkville Pod on Twitter. Welcome Ryan Tejas, Tom Welling. Big show. Big guest star coming on today. Um, It's gonna be fun. So get ready for that. Should we just say who it is? Sure. No, 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 we shouldn't. Okay. I know it's not. We shouldn't. Look, if you didn't get a chance to call in our to our hotline, leave a question for this episode, make sure you do for future ones. 213 Jet Cute, J-E-T-C-U-T-E. But if you go on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, you'll see our handles and you'll follow us. Writing a review really helps. If you're if you're really loving the show, I urge you, if you want to keep it around, to um to keep watching, to write a review. Uh, send your comments um, and join Patreon to support the podcast. Great fun perks. Uh, Talkville, uh, patreon.com slash Talkville. Um, Tom and I have Zooms that you can get us. We do quarterly Zooms, so you want to book get those before they all book up. And uh, a lot of great freaking funny merch. Check it out. If you're watching us and you're in, in on a lot of the inside jokes, like, damn, who's that? And uh, Rosenbaum shitting on the show and blah, blah, blah. You're going to love the website. They've done a great job with it. And I noticed that our merch just really sells. People are enjoying the merch. It's fun. You know what I mean? I think, you know, you, you have to have fun merch. Anyone? Okay, good. Um, I'm watching I'm watching the episode as preparing to actually talk about it. Have you seen it? I watched it. You're a liar. But I like to have, I, this is the new thing I've been doing since last season. I have it on now too. It's, I so think it's we really have to do it. We said we're going to do it, but Bryce talked about it, but we should watch, I don't know if it's a regular episode or it's the season finale, but you and I just watch the episode as we do and just have your camera or we're on a Zoom and we're talking about things as it goes. That'd be kind of fun. I wonder if we did, because of talking to Al and the possibility of Alan Miles doing Shattered with us or the other one, maybe we choose that one of those episodes and we do our own thing. And then when we have Al and Miles on, we get to hear them more because we'd already said a lot. Well, here's what my friends and I do. On Tuesday nights, we do a thing called um, Tuesday Horror Nights and we watch horror movies. And so I'll pick a movie or we'll pick a movie collectively. And then the guys that are on Zoom, like John Heater will be on Zoom. I'll go, okay, is everybody set up to 10 seconds into the episode, into the credits? Everybody's at 10? Great. One, two, three, now. Press play on now. And we watch it. And I'll just be there going, oh my God, what is this guy doing? 
oh, and we're just talking, me and you, Tom, and it's a lot of fun. And maybe we give that as a patron exclusive. It's just for our patrons. There you go. There so you go. we're going to do that. We should try that maybe regular season. So look for that. Bryce, I think it's a great idea. You're welcome. Uh, all right. Let's get into this. Without further ado, let's get into season three, episode two. It's called Phoenix. Title Phoenix aired October 8th, 2003. Director James Marshall. Writers Kelly Sauters, Brian Peterson, who we love. Guest star Rutger Hauer is Morgan Edge and Emmanuel Vosier is Dr. Helen Bryce. Synopsis is Clark's Red K Bender is over and the billionaire Baldy is back. While Clark fights to distance himself from his mob ties, Lex is determined to seek vengeance for what happened to him. I remember on the day I was like, oh, I don't need to be. It's it's a, it's it's a, later. I don't have burns on me anymore. I don't have scabs on my face. Looks like I have herpes in half the scenes. And I'm like, I remember being like, do we have? I mean, you know. But now that I watch it, it, it kind of works. You need it. You don't want to be cleaned up right away. It make it takes away from the 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 moment. What's well, a pain in the ass on the day when they're doing it to you but yeah when you watch it yeah yeah i'm glad i did it there you go after a quick recap we pick up where we left off last week and you know i love recaps well i just love like continuing on in episodes like what happened and like moving on that's what today is doing that's what the kids are doing today so we left off as jonathan and clark are flying through the air going at it until they crash through the roof of a nearby factory both men emerge unscathed and continue their fight on ground. During the fight, Clark continues to go on a Red K-fueled rampage, telling Jonathan that he can't accept who he really is. Clark pins Jonathan against the wall, and he has a chance to finish him there. But instead, something comes a hold of him, and he punches a wall, breaking his Red K ring and returning to normal. Ryan, how did you feel about him returning to normal? You were you were ready for him to return to normal. Yeah, I'm usually ready for that. Um, I did think this scene was... Like, this was kind of a cool fight scene, just like a John versus Clark fight. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. And it was really cool that he got yeah. those powers. Yeah. Tom, did you well, remember you, anything you, of this? You, you weren't in the scene and you don't watch the show. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would remember it. Um, Thank you. I, I, I'll, I'll keep it brief. This was a big, epic, probably one of the biggest things we've ever did. The fact they jump off the building, use a decelerator. That is a huge, 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 dangerous, expensive stunt. I thought the stunt guys knocked out of the park. And again... More things that, that um, John Schneider taught me. There's this, there's one slow motion thing where I grab Jonathan and he turns me around and throws me the other way. And if you notice, he's holding my belt of my pants. And that was John's thing. That's like, he, he knows how to do stunts. And so he's like, I'm just going to hold your belt here. And I was like, all right. And then that's how he's able to really get leverage on me and turn me. And that was just something that, wow. you know, another bit and of he knows Schneider wisdom. Those fights and Duke boys and all that other shit. He's, that's a mm-hmm. vet. That's a vet. Clark returns home and breaks down, apologizing to his mother for everything over the last few months. Yeah, he was a dick. Mm. That was quick. Yeah. That was a real quick scene. Back in Metropolis, Lionel is looking out at his office that has been ransacked until he hears a familiar voice. Hoodie Lex, with scabs and all, emerges (laughs) from the shadows with a pistol in hand. Lionel is happy to see him, but Lex has suspicions of his father's involvement in the plane crash. Yes, as he should. I mean, his father's always up to no good. He knows his father was in cahoots with her. How far did he go? And he starts to realize that his father didn't have anything to do with this. Um, which, uh, you know, I always love the scenes with Lionel. It's all in Lex. It's they're always calculating. They're always they always have different. And at the end of this episode, you know, when they hug, which we'll get into, which I think is a great moment because, uh, you know, we we have a close up of Lionel's face at the very end, and he's like, "Huh, what did I get myself into? Is Lex really up to something else?" But you don't see Lex's look, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's ambiguous. Like we don't we don't know what Lex is up to. But if you cut back to me, it might be just this ambiguous like, 
I'm going to get you, you fuck, you old bastard. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Lionel clears up what's been going on with Helen and her shopping sprees, and we get a flashback of her story from the crash. Lex gets emotional, yeah. not able to reconcile the fact that Helen was in it for the money, and Lionel tells him to ask Helen about the blood sample. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. I think, you know, it's obviously building up to the inevitable, which is Lex, you know, Lex is too smart to not figure this out. I mean, he's going to do his due diligence and do some research. And who knew that Helen knows how to work a parachute? New information. She probably learned that before the flight. How do you do this? How do you get out? How do you she's probably an ex-CIA operative. So many secrets. Yeah. She's a doctor. She's smart. She can figure it out. Clark and Jonathan go to the caves the next day to discuss Jarrell's deal. And Clark shares the Luther case he was hired to steal. Jonathan, that rhymed. <laughs> Let me do it again. Clark and Jonathan go to the caves the next day to discuss Discuss Jorel's deal, and Clark shares the Luther case he was hired to steal. Jonathan opens it up, and we see a vial of blood. Then, you next thing you know, it's covered in mud. What? It's covered in mud. <laughs> Later at Luther Corp headquarters, we see Lionel pouring a suicide cocktail for his old friend, mob boss Morgan. Lionel shares the dirt he's dug up on how Morgan was making deals with Helen behind his, the scenes, likely why he was aware of the blood sample. Um, uh oh. I mean, how are they going to get out of this one? How is how is Clark going to get out of this? I mean, it's gearing up to no good. Lionel threatens Morgan to return the vial or he will rat him out for a previous murder charge. For the umpteenth time in the series, Clark returns to the talent to make amends with Lana for not acting like himself. But Lana tells him she can't fight the feeling that she doesn't know who he really is. And the only thing that keeps hurting her is him. And what I like is that is, is this the scene where he says, uh, I'm I, I this is it's over like he tells her was that the scene because it or happens later where he says you know this is a part of me and it's later it's later but still that that to me was a great scene and it was like almost told you for the rest of the series that this can't work out so we've come to season three and we're we're not even giving a little bit of an ounce of a morsel of like maybe between these two Clark saying this will never work and if Lana's smart. She's got to be like, all right, that's it. Cut that. It's cut off. I don't see yeah. how they could even get back together. I can't imagine it. He's got to real quick. What I remember from that scene is when Clark finally looks at her and he takes a long moment. And I, I don't remember if Marshall told me this or for some reason it finally sunk in where I wasn't going to say that line until I was ready. And that's, yeah, I really just waited and waited and waited and waited until I wanted to say it. And uh, it's in there a little bit. Like yeah. they kept that. No, a little bit. I loved it. That night at Luther Mansion, Helen arrives home and is scared as Lex emerges from the shadows. I love her jump scare. That was really cool. I was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, she really acted that well, and I believed her. Helen tells him a different story of what happened on the plane and then tells Lex that Lionel forced her hand in giving up the blood. Lex seemingly has nobody he can trust at this point. It's sad. We all love Lex, and we want him to not go bad. Was the, the was the was the blister that was just under your uh, lip in the in the scene was that was that makeup or was that I knew you were gonna say that no it was makeup and I was actually going do I have to have it looks like I have herpes <laughs> that might be taken as I mean you know I I just didn't want to have a blister on my cheek. I go could I have it anywhere else could I have it on my cheek <laughs> on the next on the Ken farm Clark arrives home to find Morgan waiting for him looking for his package that he hired Clark to retrieve Clark plays dumb plays plays dumb and saying he doesn't have it. Morgan pushes back, then Clark snaps, ripping the car door off and pinning Morgan to the hood of the car, telling him, forget about it. Yeah. Get out of here. Beat it. Beat it. 
Clark goes to the Torx, apologizes to Chloe, and lets her know that he might not be staying in Smallville now that his parents are moving. Chloe tells him he should stay and focus and or face his demons. Clark gets home to keep packing up as they're... He's there. Lex shows up, and the two lovebirds reunite. Lex offers to help with their farm situation, but Clark says his father won't let him. I really like this scene. I like that it was like, Lex, I'm glad you're alive. Like It was like two buddies like going, hey, we've been through hell and back, and wow, you're alive, so maybe some good things are, are to come. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's crazy how we're both only gone for the hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> Just three months of a TV show. Yeah. Crazy. We're, yeah. But we're Oof, back for season back. three. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. We timed that up really well. <laughs> Clark, well, I was gone for season for the episode one. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay, gone. That's true. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. I was gone. Okay. Yeah. So was Tom. How was your summer? Oh, it was pretty good. I was in an island. I have a blister. It's not herpes. Quit looking at me. Me? Clark- I was on drugs and robbed banks. <laughs> <laughs> the two discussed reflecting on your inner dark side and how if you pay attention to it long enough, it can be difficult to tell the two sides apart. Chloe goes to the town to talk to Lana, and the two do love triangle stuff, talking about lying, about Clark, and being the one he confides in. And back on the farm, Clark walks into the barn looking for his parents. Instead, he finds Morgan, who has had the goons tie up Jonathan and Martha so that Clark can't save them both before the other dies. I like how they explain this, because what I was thinking right (laughs) away is like, well, Clark could just super speed, and they would never know it. But he can't get there fast enough to save both of them because the gun's against the neck. So it was really well thought out. I bought that. I bought that Clark had to wait. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good because they could easily say, eh, don't worry about it. No one's going to think about that. Bullshit. Everybody thinks about it. To save his parents, Clark goes all saw and takes a piece of kryptonite rock to cut his arm open, drawing blood and refilling the vial. Everyone else looks on freaked out. I thought that was pretty cool, too. He's like risking everything to save his family. Morgan takes the mason jar filled with the 16-year-old's blood to give to Lionel. He confirms it's a match and tells Morgan that the source of the blood is still a mystery. Morgan uses that as leverage. Well, I'm really glad they didn't have Clark do like the old Kryptonian Infinity 8 on there or some Like they just made it kind of just a gash across. You well, know? Was anybody else thinking this? If I was Morgan <laughs> Edge, i go, no, 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 Lionel, Lionel, listen, no, listen, shut up. It's, it's Clark Kent. <laughs> this this happened but it's clark can't trust me i didn't do this but he <laughs> the only way you can be a criminal underboss like that or whatever underworld boss is you only giving up information that's necessary he, he wants to keep that now he's still got it over lionel if he lionel doesn't know it's clark kent that's all that's how You're i right. think about it I, I i buy that talkville is brought to you by good chop if you haven't heard us talk about this uh this this is unbelievable this is an unbelievable company Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had. And I'm not—I want—I'm going to name drop, but I went—I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill. And I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, You can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, They also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. 
And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries, so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash talkville. Morgan's thugs tie up Clark and plan to bring him to Lionel. Before they do, Lana dries up looking for Clark and ends up being another hostage in this ruse. Lana goes crouching tiger and ends up freaking killing a guy. He gets impaled by a pitchfork, just another notch on the trauma belt for Lana Lang. Well, she didn't have to shoot him because she already stabbed him or she <laughs> kicked he, him into a pitchfork. She Yes. So Lana loses her parents. She gets her parents back, her dad back, loses him, loses Clark, loses Whitney, and now murders someone inadvertently. Self-defense. Jesus. Self-defense. Gosh, man. We should we should call we should call butts. We should call butts and see if that works. That would work in court. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> talk to butts. Next, we see the newlywed Luther is about to fly away on attempt number two of their honeymoon. Lex admits that he thinks Helen for uh he thinks Helen forgiving him for stealing the blood makes her the twisted one. Lex puts the pieces together of what really happened. What's this from? What movie? Why you going to tell me that my father went, my, my, this man who went to prison for five years for my father, he's just going to decide that is a fucking blue. Why don't you tell me what really happened? Reservoir dogs, oh. Chris Penn at the end. Uh, so Lex puts the pieces together what really happened, knowing that the island he wrecked onto was unreachable with the amount of fuel that he left with. After being confronted, Helen pulls out a pistol, and she and Lex struggle to control the gun. 
In this, they accidentally fire up a bullet, killing the pilot. Deja vu. Lexman, Lexman's the controls and sees that Helen has jumped off the plane. I kind of thought that was a cop out. I wanted, <laughs> I kind of wanted Lex to, like if someone tries to himself. kill you, you retaliate. I think he loved her. I think he loved her. He wanted to love the, the who she who he thinks she really was, and you know. So what was his uh, ultimate goal to get her on the plane and find out? So what if she was like, okay, I admit it. Okay, yes. And then she's got the gun, so he takes away the gun, and he says, okay, and then has her arrested. Or what does he? What no, is- Lex would say. Lex would say, "I love you. We can work through this." I don't think he would. <laughs> Back in Metropolis, the mob thugs driving the moving van with Clark in the back to the docks where Lionel is. Clark breaks away from the kryptonite bandage, bondage, uses heat vision to explode a propane tank in the truck and creates a blast, not a hand blast, that sends Lionel flying. Lionel thinks an attempt has just been made on his life, so the dock turns into a shootout, bullets flying everywhere and taking out the face tattoo thug and Morgan. Any memories shooting this from the dock, Tom? None. I, I'm pretty sure we shot this stuff inside. I, I, I mean, I guess I kind of remember it um i i don't know i don't really remember it i mean it was cool seeing those two actors together that's for sure like rudker and john because they're both seasoned and you know but uh i don't really remember it being there did rudker howard know his lines real well i have a feeling yeah. like he did he knew them all he he had a cadence that's his own and it's not quite he he said things differently i think he's i think he's uh norwegian or swedish or scandinavian so he's it, it comes off in a different rhythm uh which at beginning, you're like, uh-oh, and then you realize, oh, it's just how he talks. But um, yeah, getting out of the water and the whole thing, I don't really remember that. Lex returns home from a plane crash for the second time in this episode, finds Lionel waiting for him. Lionel gives him kudos, and Lex thanks Lionel for making him a survivor. He bends the knee. Lex leaves his mansion to visit the Kents, who are putting the finishing touches on their move. He walks over to Jonathan and presents paperwork of the purchase of the farm while keeping the Kents' name on the deed. This is in return for the compass that Jonathan gave him. Pretty good deal. Yeah. But does now he, does he have something over hanging something over Jonathan's? I don't think, I don't think Lex is like that. I think he's like, I, I want to do this. How much do you think that cost? Probably a couple hundred thousand. Nothing for Lex. More than that. Compass. Oh, for that, for the farm? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Lex then asks if this means he can be part of the family. Everyone smiles, but nobody agrees. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> that. I don't know. I think it was kind of odd. It's like, listen, I'm going to give you the farm, but can, can I be your son? Wait, what? Uh, I, I want you to be part of the family. It's just like, um, I, I, look, I would have said something like, hey, uh, I want to do this, and you're on the deed. You don't have to do anything. But all I'm asking, Mr. Ken, is you give me another chance and 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 forget about everything you think of me and just and and just and see who I really am. That's what I would have said, but I'm not the writer. After her first murder, Lana pulls up to the farm dock, farm on her horseback, <laughs> on horseback. Glad to hear that Clark is staying in Smallville. Lana seems willing to return to normal, but Clark tells her he doesn't think this will work out. This is that scene. Lana rides what? out as we get played out to White Flag by Dido. Mm-hmm. Is it Dido? Doesn't. What, what song Again, is that? I'm, I, 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 I won't I'm, go I'm, down wait. in this ship. And I won't put my hands up. Go ahead, Tom. I thought the horse was, li- I thought the horse was living at the Kent farm. Just Dido and Moby, are they together on this? Yeah, it was a really good. Uh, and she also had that song with Eminem. Yeah, and then she uh, she had her mm-hmm. her own song that was also it was the same chorus, but it was a yeah, but her her verses yeah, but it yeah. was good. 
She reminds me of the the same kind of career that the woman who did the theme for Dawson's Creek, Paula Cole, Paul, Sinead Paul O'Connor, Cole. Mm. Paula Cole. She had a couple of good songs. Jess, my Jess, my friend who's helping out. She 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 doesn't. She loves Paula Cole. Like loves sees her in concert. I'm like, oh my god, I'd go see Paula Cole if I was in the mood for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and it also reminds me of. I think the more talented is Nelly Furtado. That oh, second album of Furtado was like fantastic. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah. Remember, he's a man. Canadian. He don't make me bark. Remember that song? The second album she did with Timberland, right? Yeah, it was Timberland, yeah. Oh. Not Timberlake, but Timberland, the producer. Yeah. Timberland, that was great. Look, remember that. Uh, interesting things to note. Lionel and Morgan meet at the docks in Metropolis. In the show, Metropolis is in Kansas, a landlocked state with no docks or ports. The closest thing is Kansas City. In Missouri, Kansas City port. I guess in my mind, I thought like, I know it's the mileage doesn't really work out, but I always thought Metropolis was like chi- Chicago and Gotham was like New York, like in the DC. Yeah, it universe. didn't bother me because maybe because I don't know anything about the the I, te- Technically, Metropolis is Cleveland. Oh, it is. Yeah, because that's where they came yep. up with uh, Superman. Yep. Huh. Yep. Mm. Unless didn't I'm wrong, that. somebody call in and tell me. But I thought Illinois yeah. was the birthplace of Superman. Oh. There's a Metropolis, no. Illinois. Somebody help us. Go- Go- Gotham is New York. Uh, a phoenix is a bird who returns from the ashes, the dead, as Lex does in this episode. We know that, Bryce. Pete Ross does not appear in this episode. Does that mean he didn't get paid? Pete was also only in the one scene an episode yeah. ago. Yeah, he's probably not happy with us. No. This is the ninth and final appearance of Helen Bryce. She's the ninth most frequently seen recurring character. Wow. While erasing... The mark on the Clark on Clark's chest in the last split second before vanishing, resembling the S sign Superman will wear in the future. So right before it vanishes, it looks like the S sign that'll wear in the future. I didn't notice that. Uh, you know, a quick thing about that is, um, you know, when we would do our hiatuses, I would literally just I wouldn't hear or talk to anybody until I found out when my flight was to go back and get a script. And I remember like flying back, reading the script and being like, man, my shirt comes off a lot in this episode. You know, like in this first couple episodes, it's like, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, I haven't put on any weight since, but you know. Yeah, but the directive for both of you was to get cut and lean for this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you think about it a little bit. I'm just, Lex had his shirt off a lot in this series, but Clark really didn't. No, you had your, your shirt off more than I did. You were naked with your bare ass hanging out last episode. What are you talking about, man? Um, All right, this is the hotline. We love it when you call. Uh, Let's go right to patron privilege, patreon.com slash talkville. You could be a patron, support the show. Here's McBurts. We love McBurts. McBurts, what you got for us? Let's do this. This question is for the episode Phoenix. My question is for Tom. In that episode, it seems like you did a decent amount of your own fight scene work with John Schneider. Um, did you guys get a lot of time to practice that together? Thanks. Look at the size of her dog. Can you see that? <laughs> I love it. McBurch, your dog's beautiful. Oh my God, it's like a giant rug. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Uh, no rehearsal. We kind of just did it on the day. I mean, you would rehearse like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And then John and I would just do it. There wasn't like meetings days prior to, to choreograph. Huh. Just it's two dudes going at it. Day. You're probably exhausted by the end of the day doing all that shit. Physical. I, I like the I like the action days. Those are always a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Brian P. This is Brian P. Hi, guys. This is Brian Polly from South Charleston, Ohio. Love Smallville Nights last year at Columbus. There's a scene where Clark 
plays Cal while he's with Morgan Edge, and it's apparent that you're playing two different people. Reminded me of the scene from the first Superman film when Chris Reeve, it was apparent, was playing Clark different than he was playing Kal-El, kind of like how you did. Can you remember any of like a mindset that you had going into that scene to where you know you had to show that you're playing two people? When I went back and watched it, it made me go, damn, who's that? By the way, look <laughs> at this. He's wearing a damn who's that shirt, if you see it. Nice. And he's got Superman stuff behind him, posters and things autographed by me and you, uh, Smallville Knights. I love it. Brian P., thanks for uh, the support. Go ahead, Tommy. Thank you. Um, I do, you know, I don't recall specifically other than it, do, it does answer the question how much Clark does remember about what he does on a Reb K because he's able to access that in that moment to try to be that intimidating force. Um, but I'm sorry, I don't, I don't recall the process. Yeah, too bad. Candace. Hi, this is patron Candace Hoyt from North Carolina. I just had a question for Rosie for this season. Um, Lex seems to be battling kind of insanity throughout most of this season. So I was wondering, was it mentally taxing filming these episodes, um, especially the one I'm asking about Phoenix with the um, the island? Was it mentally taxing filming these episodes for the season um, where Lex pretty much seems like he's going insane? Love the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Candace. Yeah, it was taxing. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, oh, no, no. Uh, I was exhausted constantly, mentally, physically. I was really, those scenes were really difficult. I wanted to to nail them. And you have to get in a mindset to do it. You can't just say like, eh, in action. For those, you have to sort of like build it up. And sometimes I would run a little bit right before, you know, be out of breath or, you know, spin around and get a little dizzy and confused and, you know, maybe smack myself in the face a little bit. Not really hard, but a little smack with just like, you know, and just I would do anything it took to to get in that moment. And throughout the season, there was a lot of that. And um, it was it was taxing, man. There's there's some stuff we'll talk about. But yeah, Candace, here's Teresa. Teresa, what kind of question do you have, Teresa? Hi, Michael, Tom, and Ryan. This is Teresa calling from Texas. So in the episode, Jonathan is granted temporary superpowers. If given the opportunity, would you want temporary super te- superpowers, and what powers would those be? All right, y'all rock. Bye. You rock. You freaking rock, woman. I'd be invisible. That's how I felt most of my life anyway. So when... Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, what, what happened? I'd want to fly. That's the power I'd want. I want to fly, man. Don't you want to fly? I would love to fly. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? Hey, yeah. Ryan, where are you going? I'm taking a flight. Just just going for a little fly. I'm going solo, bro. Just going for a little, just quick soar, come right back. Yeah. Tom? I mean, my, my I always say super speed, but now you're making a good argument for flying. Flying, dude. You do have to look out for uh, jets. Nah, you don't have to fly that high. Jesus. <laughs> Because you could take everybody with you, right? Like if you're traveling with someone who couldn't fly, do you then have to go to the airport and like wait with them? No, I'd say, hey, dude, I'll meet you in New York. I'll be there in, uh, you know, <laughs> an slightly hour. longer. I'll be there in an hour and you'll be there in 10. Well, I feel like this would be like a cruise. <laughs> I feel like it would take like a while. Yeah, you probably get tired of flying. It's like, oh my God, if another bug hits me in the effing f- face, <laughs> oh, my hair is a mess. Oh, I got like, my lips are chapped. <laughs> My eyes are like real dry. Yeah, forget flying. <laughs> what companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers. 
offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, Amy. Hey, this is Amy from West Virginia. In Season 3, Episode 2, Phoenix, Clark does about the stupidest thing ever. So Morgan Edge comes and threatens him, and Clark then gives away his weakness. Just why? Hmm, Tom, why'd you give away your weakness, you weak beyond? Uh, you sacrifice things for the ones you love. Oh, yeah. good answer. Yeah. Good answer, Amy. You can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> Brian G. He. Hi, this is Brian G. from Florida. Exile and Phoenix are great, except for Helen, who does a 180 from season two. Am I alone in thinking it would have been better to explore her being caught between loving Lex and keeping the Kent secret while maybe pioneering alien science with Clark's blood? Yeah, she pushes Lex to Lionel just like Victoria did, but is there a reason she was written out so abruptly? Thanks, guys. I don't think it was abrupt. I, see- I think she lasted nine episodes. Um, but seems uh, like shopping was more important. I think they just they wanted to show that Lex still can't find the right woman. He thinks he's in love. He's got this woman who's a doctor and beautiful and smart. And of course, she has ulterior motives. It can't just be someone who loves him. And that shows the tragic nature of the relationships that uh, Lex gets into. Uh, international folks, Jacob says this season had great guest stars already from Emmanuel Boger to Rugger Hauer. Do you guys remember any stories or fun you had with them on the set? Was there anything you remember with, uh, look, I remember, um, Emmanuel used to hang out with my friend, Tom and Janine and I, and we, we'd go in the house, I had a houseboat and we would karaoke and we'd go out to eat and we were young and just, it was just fun. She was really great. She was great to work with. She was open for rehearsing and, and just, um, we remain really good friends for a long time and we're friends to this day. So, um, I, I, I remember Rutger Howard, we were, we were shooting, I don't know if it's this episode of the prior one, cause it just comes to me, but we were in an apartment or an office and he just all of a sudden lit up a cigarette, like a real one. Good. In between takes. Movie star, that's what and they I, do. And I remember Steve, our wardrobe guy walked up to him and was like, you put that out. And Rutger's like, why? He's like, you can't do that. Like you can't. And, he, and Rutger's like, why not? And it was like, we had to get like a couple of people to go over and be like, no, no, like we, we don't do that here. Like you know, it's not allowed. Steve didn't have any fear when it came to that. He was like, um, no, we don't do that. Take the cigarette. Right. Out. I don't care who you are now. Yeah. You know, um, he just had, the, I, we should call Steve. I mean, this isn't even like, I just did this movie where like we were shooting outdoors in the woods and people were smoking cigarettes kind of just offset and stuff. And you know, I, I don't necessarily prefer it that way, but we were just inside of an apartment that we're renting for the day and the guy just starts lighting up cigarettes all right folks he's dutch i didn't know that yeah rucker howard i didn't know that either actually he's also dead is he dead yeah Yeah, 2019 oh rudger how old was he 84 75 that's not old smoking is it smoking lung (laughs) cancer uh rosenbaum rating system what are you gonna give this one tommy and now one and a half ryan yeah 1.5 i think i'll do the same yeah 1.5 across the board. Yeah. I didn't think it was the best or it was better than 
it was better than just a you know good episode it was a little better than good yeah it was it was yeah. good it was a good episode it wasn't good performances great, but it was good every every scene seemed to count yeah mm-hmm. I, I think i might have liked this a little more than the first one hmm. except for a couple scenes death and save count how many people death got saved save how many died? four dead morgan and his two thugs and the plane pilot but did morgan die comes out of the water his hand well the hand was clear oh oh yeah sorry but i don't know if, is morgan dead he just know. goes in the water we don't, don't know. know if he's dead i don't know i'm not gonna say anything, we don't know but let's hold on to that thought two saved lana saves martha and jonathan through two episodes in season three five dead three saved series Wait, 64 doesn't, dead does, 73 doesn't, saved. doesn't okay, no. 64 dead 73 saved Ryan's favorite scene. He's going to write down three scenes. We're going to choose. Oh, spoiler. Rucker, I, I think it's, the, two it's the Jonathan Clark fight. But what is it? It's was the Jonathan it's Clark fight. Spoiler alert. Wait, Tom, what was your guess? Jonathan Clark fight. Mine would be... Uh, <laughs> maybe Tom deciding between his two parents. Like trying to... like That scene. That whole sequence in the barn. Did one of us get it? I mean, yeah, do we need to read all three? One well, of you got it. Who got it? Tom. He got it? Yeah. What were the choices? Damn, so Tom gets two. The John and Clark fight. Yeah, it was clearly the best thing, I thought. All right. Well. Well, in my eyes. Okay. So yeah. we don't even have to say the other ones. No. Um. So, Tom, Keep- uh, now since we both got two or one point in the first episode, you're up three to one, I think, in this season. Because you got two points because you guessed it. Should we That's do that right. where you guess it? Yeah, I, I, I like that. You get two points. So if you if you if you need to catch up, you take a stab at it. Um, you son of a bitch, ladies and gentlemen. We have a great guest for you today. We're so excited. We've been trying to get her on the podcast for a while now. She was my wife, and once again, she's not. Um, she's awesome, and I'm so happy to have her here. Thanks for making the time. This is uh, Dr. Helen Bryce, Emmanuel Vosje. Give it up. Give it up. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. The lovely Emmanuel Vosier. How many people say mess your last name up? Um, other than you, everyone. What is it? <laughs> Vosier. Yeah, it's a, you say it right, Emmanuel Vosier. But like, I get Emmanuel Vauger, Vagier, Vosier, Vosier. Yeah, you get little... <laughs> You look fantastic. You look like you haven't aged. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But what I want to get it? into is you are the ninth. Most recurring character on Smallville. Did you know that? Out of 10 seasons, the ninth most recurring. That's pretty freaking good. Wow, I didn't know that. 
How many episodes did you do? I think 10. I, I can't remember. I, I can look. Yeah, you did a lot. I did a lot. But, you know, and, and then I realized that I watched the episode last night and I was like, oh, I could. I, I mean, I, that was my last one, I think. Right. I don't come back after that. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I, let's just yeah. let's just say maybe because we're only in season ah. three. Yeah. What was that? I said, let's just say maybe we don't know because who knows? Maybe oh. you do. I don't remember because I didn't watch a lot of the episodes, but now I'm forced to watch them. As you know, um, do you remember, like, what do you remember? If any, you don't have to remember anything, but what do you remember about filming Smallville and when you got it? Um, I So I had done a show called My Guide to Becoming a Rockstar, and I was under like a holding deal with Warner Brothers at the time. And, uh, and I was up in Vancouver shooting something. I can't remember what. And they were like, oh, we want you to come read for, you know, for Smallville. And uh and I get, I don't know if I'd read already. I don't think I had read for it already. And they, then you were there. Like, they're like, we want you to do a chemistry with my, or read with Michael. And I just remember having so much fun because you actually, you know, cared in the room and like read and like, we're like, hey, why don't we try this? And why don't we do this? And I was like, this is great. Cause it was all virtual. Like, I mean, before virtual was a thing. Yeah. They had it attached into LA and, you know, no one was really on the ground directing or doing anything. So it was, it was cool. So. You were, you know, you were instrumental in in my performance, actually, you know, getting me the role because you helped. Now, thank well, thank you. Uh, thanks for That's that. Uh, well, I'm glad you got the role. What's your what's your citizenship? I have uh, U.S. citizenship, Canadian citizenship and French citizenship. Wow. So you can go live in France, Canada or the States. Yep. That's pretty damn groovy. It It's come in handy in in the last while. I remember that you were always feisty, that you were always like, you were like, you were feminine, like you were a woman, but you're also a dude. You were, you could hang with the dudes. You fucking put people in their place. You said shit. People were always like, whoa. Cause you, you, you were just like very just outgoing and fun. And one of the guys, one of the crew, one of the, you were just there to have fun and help and do your thing. But when, when they said action, you you did it. You did your job. And you had a lot of emotional scenes. And we had a lot of stuff where we had to be serious and we're always joking beforehand and then action and here we are. Um I know well that and that was also I think one of the great things about us <clears throat> working together. Like you made it easy because you're always right there. So that I mean when the other person's with you, it's you know, it's yeah. easier to kind of make that happen. Um well actually I do remember one thing uh, that was, and I always remember this going, oh my God, this is so great. Like, it's like, that's genius. We were doing a scene in the hospital and I'm not sure if we were rolling or if it was reversed. I think we were rolling and your phone, right? You forgot to turn your ringer off and your phone rang mm. and you literally, without missing a beat in the middle of the scene, we're in a walk and talk and you're like, yeah, can I call you back? I'm in the middle of something. And like, like, it just looked like it was part of this. <laughs> that's brilliant. I was like, how does he do it? Um, it was it was great. It was a lot. Of, it was fun. <laughs> I, I I do remember. I mean, do you remember? Because I didn't know where it was going. They wouldn't really tell me. I didn't know if you were really good or bad. But uh, and and they didn't really. The last time we see you, you jump out of a plane or whatever. You're gone, and mm -hmm. we don't see you. So they don't they don't reference it. I it was just kind of. Were you sad when it was over or were you like you were ready to move on to do something else? No, I would have happily come back. I just I didn't know it was over when it was over because it was sort of like, well, we don't know. And, you know, that was sort of like the big climactic, uh, you know, finale to kind of our relationship in some ways. So I, I but I, I just always assumed that I would 
surface somewhere because you never really know where I end up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, I had a blast on the show. The show was, you know, was a great group of people and, and the crew was awesome. And, um, I mean, I still remember the crew coming together that day that, um, that, 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 uh, ill-fated day in your bathroom trailer where I left you some things to find in the morning. What did you put in my trailer? You don't, oh, come on. Was you that don't remember that? That wasn't the chili. That was Tom. No, that wasn't. That, that was the chili. That was me. That was you. I thought it was you Tom. Know. I always blame Tom for putting chili in my toilet. It was you. I had. OK, so I remember going to Natalie going, that's it. You said some smart ass comment in the trail in the makeup trailer. And I was like, that's it. I need to do something about this and put a stop to his. I, I need I need a little hiccup in Michael's little rampage of funny jokes and crap and whatever. So I'm like, what should I do? What should I? And so I, I went to props and I said, can you make me something that looks like diarrhea? Oh my! And God. they're like, what's it for? Um, and I said, Duh, it's for Michael. And they're like, when do you need it? And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it first thing Monday morning before he gets to set you are the or before prankster. he gets to, uh, to, to, to work. And uh, oh. so anyways, they had stuff ready for me. Um, Lammer, Chris Lammer was in on it. And it went like you feared I had a I got uh, uh, an egg, like a boiled egg from Crafty, went into your trailer, mashed it up, put it behind the toilet, put the chili in the toilet, then had Lammer take photos of me on the toilet with my curlers, which were this is what I dealt with. This is what I dealt with. She I'm telling you, she was she was like, I remember. And it all makes sense now. You were the biggest prankster ever on Smallville. You I just did the one. I mean, I, you know, I never harassed you. I never put anything in your trailer. Did I? Did I get you back? No, you were you. You they had me. They were like, you have to tell him because it was the day we were doing our engagement party. And they're like, he's upset now. He's starting to take chef on the crew or whatever. And like it was like so I was like, fine, get the Polaroids, put them in the manila envelope and, you know, send them to him like urgent Michael Rosenbaum, like the revisions or something on set. And you were holding court with some extras or whoever. And because there was a big, big scene and you opened it up and you looked over, you started slow clapping. You looked over at me and you were like, you're dead. And then he never got me back. It's great. Hmm. There's still time. <laughs> there's still. Now that I've reminded you. Though. There's still time. Um, there's still time. Were, were you, were you, um, I mean, doing this character, did you talk to the creators at all about, you know, what they wanted or you did they give you really much direction or you just did what you did and they were happy with it? We just did, I just did what I did and they were happy. I mean, on set and stuff, you know, the, uh, I remember James Marshall, director James Marshall was great. He was always really good uh, with the actors and stuff with direction and things like that. But I think, um, yeah, I just think like on the day it was always, you know, there would be little adjustments here and there. And But I didn't even know whether I was going to be good or bad until kind of and then you kind of never really do find out like what actually happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So. I always I I mean, as, as far as like playing a villain, I guess, like I always like to to not play the villain. Of right? course. Sort of. <clears throat> otherwise, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, you're the best. Yeah. But, I, um, I didn't really oh, know people questioning. How was it working with John Glover? Did you did you, you didn't work with a lot, but you had a couple of really fiery scenes. Do you remember how it was working with him? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. He is intense and he is he's so good like it. And it, again, it was just like we were lucky to have like a good cast like that, um, that I I mean, I was blessed with being able to work with you and with John. And um, and yeah, I mean, I just feel like he always elevated the material. And it was, it, it, you know, I felt like I was better in the scenes with him and with you. And, you know, like because it, it always sort of upped the, you know, the bar. Yeah, I remember like. We got really close, you and I, where you would come and hang out with me um, in Vancouver with my friend Tom and Deneen. We lived, I lived in a houseboat. Yeah. You came in, we karaoke and we just like, we hung out. And it was like, it's yeah. rare because there's not many people you meet when you're on set. You just go home by yourself. And, and then all of a sudden you meet someone and she's a lot of fun and cool and someone to hang out with. And you were there for a while. You were kind of coming back and forth. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, you were a really good. I needed someone like that. Um, for, you know, in terms of like an energy, there was a spark. It was just fun. And we remained friends for, I don't know how many years now. It's probably got to be 20 years. Yeah, I think it's 20 years. I mean, like, and whenever, I mean, I haven't, I think the last time I actually saw you in person was quite, quite a while, like probably about five years ago, really. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like we'd always like see each other here and there and like hang out. And I mean, there was, I still remember. So remember when we went down to um, July 4th, we went down a was it Laguna Beach or something? But you had everybody like it was like a big group of us went down. Yeah. And you're like, park at this. And we parked at Carrie Fisher's house. <laughs> right. And so I end up working with Carrie like, I don't know, 15 years later or 10 years. Later. Yeah, about 15 years later or 12 years later. maybe. And um, <laughs> sitting there with her and I'm talking to her. And I was like, you know, this might sound weird, but been to your house. And she just looks at me like Carrie, just deadpan. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I know that. It's not like that. I'm it's like, Michael let me Rosenbaum. explain. <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. You know, she was a special person, that Carrie. She was always like, house is yours. If you're on a way to an audition or a meeting and you want to stop by, whether I'm home or not, grab a sandwich, hang out. That's that's who she was. She just open door policy. If she loved you, you were in. And uh, yeah, she was she was really special. Um, you didn't really work with Tom that much. It was mostly with me. Yeah. 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 You and, and John a little bit. Um, but John and John. Ryan? Now, you've seen her performance. You have been there through it all. Who? Ryan, you can't see him. Hi. My, Ryan, who's <laughs> on the show, on the podcast, he's our engineer, and he he watches them, and he chimes in. Do you have any questions for Dr. Helen Bryce? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> let me think about it. By the way, we did do you remember the outtakes. There was outtakes with me and you on the plane. Did you ever see that? No. What? What? It's, it's me seen- doing a dance with wine, I think, before you drugged me, and it's me dancing and all this stuff, and you're there, and it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a whole a hilarious scene. Oh, my God. I know. I don't even remember that happening. Email I mean, like- me, and I'll send it to you. It's online. You can find okay. it anywhere. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. 
Did you think that when you watched the episodes, were you uh, A, amazed by how they looked and how good they were, B, ah, this is sort of what I thought it would be, or C, they sucked? I was actually amazed at how good it looked and how, you know, like, and and how well done it was. Because with all the CGI stuff that happens now, that they can do like anything. And and back then we had some stuff, but like the opening sequence, I was when I was watching it last night, the opening sequence and all that action old so just, you know I, I was like wow that's a lot of stuff going on there and 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 i just remember too i mean it wasn't an easy show for you guys it was you know i was lucky because i would come in and out or whatever but you guys had like two full units going 24 7 and tom was on both units all of the time and and uh i actually laughed when he he rips his shirt off and the whole thing glows or whatever <laughs> And he, and he goes, I was born this way. And I was like, oh, my God, before Lady Gaga, there was there was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you remember? I don't remember us ever doing it, but I had two sex scenes or three sex scenes in the series and they were all cut. And I started to get a complex like, why are they cut? Did we ever have a, a sex scene? I don't think we did. <laughs> no, we no. did. I mean, I think we kissed, but it wasn't like anything major. No, we kissed and like, yeah, because then we get married and we have like our kiss there. And it was like, but there was nothing. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, um, yeah I just was wondering because yeah. I'm going to get Didn't have anything hot and heavy. Yeah, nothing hot and heavy. Well, before but, I let you go, this what, what's that? No, I said I, I was impressed with watching a show. Like it was like, wow, this is actually really well done. Like and a lot of production value. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And some of those scenes with us were really like intense where you're like, I love you, Lex. And you played it really subtly and um you know and the the emotions that came out i believed you it was like you know i i, I was talking about it when we were uh talking about the, that episode and so yeah i thought you did a fantastic job i mean sometimes you Thank know you. we're all in episodes that aren't great and you know we do the best we can and they don't turn out the way you think but um before i let you go because this has been awesome um your charity <laughs> fluff ball yeah the fluff ball the fluff ball. Briefly, so, just tell me about that. Okay, so um, it's actually really exciting because some new developments have happened as of the, like the last week. Uh, so the fluff ball is a my foundation five hundred one c three that I founded, and that um, basically what we do is we raise money and awareness for a chosen charity. And since two thousand seventeen, you know, we did our last event in two thousand seventeen, and then a bunch of stuff. We were planning one for twenty twenty, and then you know, all hell broke loose. <laughs> so we kind of were like, okay. We had to kind of stop, and um, and this week I just uh, part we just partnered up with a foundation in um, in Ocala, Florida, uh, called Horses and Heroes, and what they do it's young women um, that live at or below the poverty line, and um, and retired show horses that you know need to live out a sort of a calmer, kind of less intense life, and and have a good place to go. And she teaches this woman, Mindy Morrow, who runs it and is the founder, um, teaches horsemanship and just and, and helps with these kids like that need, you know, their parents can't put gas in the car and even get them there. So she'll buy gas cars. She'll make sure that the fridge is stocked. And and then they have they have this, you know, outlet to heal. It. So um, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful program. So I'm really excited to to start uh working towards our next event and uh, and and raising money and aware- awareness for her. I love it. Um, where can we go to donate? Uh, you can go to the fluffball.com horses and heroes.org is um, so horses and here I'll, I'll get I'll send you the the actual link so you can post it. But it's a wonderful organization. Um, 
I'm maybe posting a, the six minute documentary that she that she had made that's super, very, very powerful and very meaningful. Um, and I think it's uh, it, it definitely does the job of pulling on the hard strings and, and just showing what an amazing uh, organization this place is. So, well, you're wonderful. <clears throat> I couldn't even say that. It sounded like I was getting choked up. Uh, Ryan, do you have a question or no? It's OK if you don't. You know, when you're, when you're acting with Michael. Oh, boy. And you're, and you're looking you're looking into his eyes. Mm hmm. Is it how hard was it to convincingly say that you loved him? <laughs> Is it was that the hardest bit of acting you've ever done? Probably, yeah. But she loves me. Yeah, it was. I I love Michael. <laughs> Michael knows. But was it hard? No, it wasn't hard. It's acting. Sometimes it was hard because sometimes I'm I want to punch you. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I'm all over the place. But it so. was like, but that's love. I that wanted uh, that was like part of the love that I have for you. Unconditional love, Ryan. That's what it's that unconditional. is. <laughs> Emmanuel Vauger, French Canadian, not French Canadian, but French and Canadian and American. Uh, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, we love to bring guests in every once in a while to talk about their time on, on Smallville. And this has been just awesome. And can we please hang out very, I mean, very soon? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll talk when we're off, off, yes. offline. All right, and, I'll uh, call you when we're done. Okay, wait, sounds right. good. Love you. All right, thank you, love you. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was awesome having her here, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Uh, that's it for the episode. You got to stick around. Stick around next week as we go on the hunt and talk about season three, episode three, Extinction. Let's take the discussion online, folks. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Show your support by joining Patreon and really helping the podcast out. You have no idea how much you keep the show going. Patreon.com slash Talkville talkvillepodcast.com uh, for uh, amazing merch damn who's that shirts and others and tumblers and all that stuff and the inside of you online store you can get a lot of smallville stuff too from my other podcast so make sure you go there um, and if you want more information it's all in the description uh, write a review all that stuff um, good seeing you Ryan yeah good seeing you guys too Tommy always good seeing you guys thanks for having me why don't you uh, take us out Tom with uh, the uh, old slogan or all right well, thank you, and always hold on to Smallville. Are you supposed to say remember, folks? No. He just says always hold on well, to Smallville. I'm not gonna you know, I, I do my own thing. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. See you. All right. Can't forget the uh, wonderful moment of the show. One of my favorites is we get to read out the names of the people who make this show possible, our lovely patrons, patreon.com slash talkville. Without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be doing the show, and we won't do the show without you, period. So stay with us, please. 
I, we love you. And, you know, um, I love seeing you guys. I'm trying to get a, a gathering, Ryan, uh, a gathering like in maybe of the juggalos. In, well, maybe of all the patrons or as many patrons as come maybe to D.C. I know we're going to do a Smallville Nights or I'm sorry, an evening with Michael and Tom. We're not doing that. Um, that's what it's called now, an evening with Michael and Tom. But, uh, you know, maybe on that Saturday night after the event, we'll meet at a bar or the lobby and hang out for an hour and just get to see you guys and hug you. Here are the shout outs, top tiers. Nikki G, Leanne, P, Raj, C, Santiago M, Leah and Kristen. Leah S and Kristen K. Thank you for the uh, card. It's lovely. Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower, just gave a question on the last episode. Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray Harada, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 More, Leilani and Brett G, always hold on to Smallville. Esteban G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Lana W. Uh, Lana rhymes with, with banana. Oh, I gotta read the whole thing. Lana rhymes with banana. W. Nancy D. Brian G. Sarah W. Amanda R. Teddy one two seven. Michael P. Theo M. Ryan. Yeah. Not you. No. R. Ryan R. Love my Ryan R. Jordan M. Hillary B. Randy B. Craig G. Christy R. Karen P. Derek G. Jorel Heather and Greg. Nico P. I made Talkville say butts. Georgina B. Eric K. Clark's mom. Kristen B. Uh, Craig C. Nanine W. Stephanie K. Darth Achilles, Finky, Tamara H, Stephen F. Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid. Deadvid. <laughs> Deadvid. <laughs> I was yes. going to say Dead David. That's good. Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, oh. and Ken G. Oh, yeah, Ken G, Kenny G, <laughs> Isabel, Corey L. I, I'm like Ice T, Ice T, IV, and Sam, Mr. No Home Arcade. Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Alice, be kind, please rewind. Karen Era M, L Dan Supremo, hi Dan, Leslie V, hi Leslie, McBurts, Ginger Moose, Christopher S, Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Sourpuss C, Matthew and Lincoln B, David G, Carol B, The Coopers, Marion. Like Marion Louise L, yeah. CGO, Cindy C, Nikki L, and Shannon F. Brian S, Tina E, Matt R, Anthony R, Daphne Jean is Red K, Clark's wife. Hmm. Jen T, Jess T, Cassie B, and Felicia R. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, tuning in. Um, and we love you. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you.